Hey, just popping in here to say that today's video is a little different from the normal video. Today we have a quick collection of short stories that are subscriber submitted and one story by me, just because I wanted to put one in there. Viewer discretion as always, some minor, violence, language, etc. But at the risk of talking your ear off, I will go ahead and leave you with this and simply say, enjoy. The difference between werewolves and dogmen. Werewolf, despite what you have read seen in movies. A werewolf can change whenever he likes, even in daylight. Changing hurts your entire body, and your bone structure shifts. I've been a werewolf so long I can shift instantly, and it doesn't hurt anymore. Werewolves can live in and among society. Wolfmen have to run on all fours. Dogmen are able to walk on two legs, like werewolves. Dogmen can't talk, there's no human in there. But they are telepathic, so they can talk in their mind. They're also stronger and faster than wolfmen, but won't go into the cities. They stay in the wild. I don't like you going there into the city with the flesh bags, he would say in his mind to me. Hey, you don't own me? I screamed. I like to make money, dammit. I like pretty things. I like to look and smell good for you, wild hairy beast. I stormed off. That was two years ago. I've been working at this drag bar. Nobody notices the odd customer going missing. I've been doing it for years, but the club is being closed. They want to build a mall here. The bank foreclosed and took my house, and I'm now homeless. I'm living in the woods, the famous woods of Michigan. I fear for my life. I know he is here my ex-boyfriend. You've heard the stories. I'm sure the, the dog men of Michigan. I never thought I'd be back here. I miss my friend Vanessa Van Helsing. I may have the body of a 35-year-old man, but I'm a 2,000-year-old werewolf. I've seen some things in my time. It was one clear night. He decided to approach me growling and hissing angry that I just took off in the middle of the night to go back to the city. I waited for him to tear my head off, but he didn't. He motioned for me to follow him deep into the woods. So I did. A small cottage. He pointed for me to go inside. Hello, my dear. A pretty lady with blue hair cheered. I'm the witch of the forest, or Philia Noctis, if you prefer. Sit, please. I'm going to help you with your problem. You see, my dear, I can communicate with all manner of creatures. Even that wild beast. Take this blue vial, and you and all around him will be able to understand. I went outside and gulped the liquid. It burnt going down. Do you feel any different? The dogman spoke. Bruce, darling, I can understand you. Holding out my hand and stroking his fur. Things were about to get interesting. After the events I had when I got Sonic 3... I thought it was time to buy another Sega game. This time it was called Knuckles Chaotix. It had characters like Knuckles, Mighty, Espio, Charmy, and Vector, but that was not the case. I went back to Blockbuster and bought the latest version of Knuckles Chaotix. I put the game in my 32X. As the Sega logo splashes me with cool vibes and the title screen starts, Metal Sonic flies onto my screen as the main characters looked at me happily. I started the game. 
I played as Knuckles until I got a hold of Eggman, and then my friend Espio hooked me with the ring. We ran to the first level, but it started glitching. Espio was invisible and Knuckles had a mad face. Knuckles started running faster than Sonic immediately after we finished the level, the screen turned to black, and then it came down to a level named Unknown. I'm not sure if it was a secret level in the game or something else for some reason. Knuckles had a sad face and Espio was... dead? Knuckles started crying and he ran into a spike area. And then the game restarted back to the start screen. I immediately called my mother and told her that I probably bought the wrong copy of Knuckles Chaotix. And then she said she would come back with a better version. And she did. I put it in my 32X, but it wasn't Knuckles Chaotix, it was another Sega game called Tempo. It's a game where you play as a cricket and collect music notes. I told my mother this wasn't Knuckles Chaotix, but I took out the other version and put the old one in, and it says you have a pirated copy of Knuckles Chaotix, so I turned off the TV. I said I feel like I just need to go to bed. I went to my bed, until I heard a scream. I went to go check, and it was my mother. Apparently, there was a version of Knuckles with sharp teeth, no gloves, realistic eyes, a deformed nose, and hair like hell. It clobbered me to the point that I couldn't breathe. My mom finally killed the Knuckles. She said that it was from another Knuckles Chaotix, and this was the second time something bad happened to me in a Sega game. At that point, I was thinking I should buy more Nintendo games. this place, it's like a 90s high school, but not a regular school. No, this was a school for monsters and gifted kids. Today started out as every other day with the popular kids kicking the crap out of me, stuffing me into a garbage can. Today I got lucky though. Jean, the baddest girl in school, the school's only goth chick, a black-eyed girl, and people say Jane the killer's daughter, with one kick, she sent the werewolf jock idiot to the floor, a punch to the other, and they fell. The rest took off running. She pulled me out of the trash. She had a friend with her, a girl in a fluffy cardigan. Hey, this is Katie. She's new. She's in your Echo class. Did you watch her for me? She asked. Sure, I will. Thanks. She lit up a cigarette and took off. So, uh, Katie, she totally likes you. She saved you too, I suppose? Yeah, Catherine and her pink army of bimbos. I walked her to class. Uh, what are you making? She asked. A mess? I suck at this class. Uh, well, why do you gotta take it then? She asked. You see that quiet goth boy in the corner drawing? Uh, that's why. Then get over there, she demanded, kicking me. Okay, I'm going, God. Over the next few weeks, we got to know each other. He liked to sketch the popular and bully kids dying. One day after school, he asked me to meet him in the hotel. I knocked on the room he had told me. Inside were two popular girls tied up. And he told me to kill them. After a bit of encouragement and a kiss, I did. I was an impressionable 16-year-old boy. With them dead, he took their blood and painted a pic of the scene. We began doing this regularly at different hotels to the popular kids. I developed a taste for it. It felt right. I started painting the walls with the blood and smearing myself in it. After one kill one day, 
I took the girl's clothes off and smeared in her blood and put them on. I asked him to paint me like one of his dead girls. When he was done, I was so excited. I asked him to take me while I wore her dress. And, well, that's how it happened. It had been just another kill night, and the thrill was fading. I put her dress on and rolled around in her blood. And then I took my knife and began to cut off her face. I put it on over my face. Look at me. Look at how pretty I am. I giggled. Paint me. And then take me. Immortalize me in your art. I guess the murders attracted the attention of paranormal evil forces. I was in bed. I heard a sound. A shadow figure leapt onto the bed. A knife gleaming in his hands. Then the lightning flashed, lighting up the room. It, it was Eyeless Jack. In seconds, I was on top of him. But within moments, he kicked me off and stabbed me. He was on top of me. Black ooze from his mouth dripped onto my face, along a black lizard tongue. He then began to... Well, let's just say the night went on from there. It went until sunup. I must have passed out. Over the next few days, my dreams, I see a figure in a suit with no face in the woods. Everywhere I go, I see him. In my peripheral. Every time I turn to look, he's disappeared. One night, I decided to go to the woods for my dreams. The creature appeared. It spoke to me in my head. Offer yourself to me. Give your heart for Jack. And you can be forever. Deal. I agreed. The creature reached into my chest with a black tentacle and tore my heart from my chest. He put it in a box and presented it to Eyeless Jack. It came from another time. That much was clear. Something about him looked strange, unfamiliar to us, yet we could tell that he was almost human. His structure was similar to ours. He had the same limbs, the same overall stature, but he was different in ways that are hard to describe. I suppose I should explain a few things about this scenario. I'm the lead doctor of this facility. We had been investigating a signal that we'd been receiving for the past few months. As we tracked the signal, we ended up in the middle of the Arctic. The middle of nowhere, really. You may be asking what the signal was, and that I cannot really answer. It was kind of like a ping, a shrill sound that would grow in intensity and then slowly fade out. Not dissimilar to how it sounds as a car passes you by, quiet to loud and then back to silent. We had spent months trying to decipher the signal. It was unlike anything we had ever heard, but we knew it was important. None of us experts the world over could tell what it meant, but We'd all agreed that it was a sort of beacon. We tracked it day in and day out, eventually leading us to the Arctic, as previously stated. We found the exact location from which the signal was being produced, but there was nothing there. It was then that the realization hit. We needed to dig. It took a painful number of man-hours and machines, but after digging down much further than ever anticipated... We found the source of the signal. It was a coffin, adorned in gold and the most precious of jewels. Upon the coffin were a number of inscriptions that we were unable to decipher. However, among the illegible text, there was one entry that we could actually read. May the malice of greed be the folly of Adam. 
and this cask hold him steady. If any man is to follow in the steps of Adam, then surely the serpent will take what is his. Obviously, this only piqued our desire to know more. We excavated the container and took it back to our makeshift Arctic laboratory. We thought it to the best of our ability and chipped the remaining ice away. We had discussed whether or not it was ethical to continue, but in the end, curiosity had won us all over. We broke the strange wax seal over the lid and cautiously removed it. It was then that the true source of the signal was revealed. A man-like creature lay in the container holding himself in a fetal position. We were all taken aback by the possibility of this signal coming from an organic life form and not a machine. How could anything living possibly emit a radio signal? We all stared at the being, thinking about the possibilities as he slowly opened his eyes. As the life lifted back into his body, and as he began stretching his limbs and unfolding his wings, it was clear that this being was not Adam. Know this? This was the serpent. I'm a 34-year-old man living with my 40-year-old partner, Derek, in the beautiful country of Holland. It was 6 a.m., and the car pulled up outside. Derek, honey, wake up. The car's here. The car ride was quiet. His new work uniforms suck, I said. Not your color, smirked Derek. It's bloody hot today. He undid his work shirt. I tried not to make it obvious that I was staring at his muscles. It was hot over the next few days. What the hell are we even digging? He says. Hopefully drainage, I smirk. It stinks around here. Mind you, we are in France. I smirk. You would rather be in Italy, right? Smirk Derek. Them Italian boys. Eh, you want some of this? Passing me a bit of cake. Where did you get this? I ask. B-Block. Sandra. She steals food from the supervisor's quarters and smuggles it out for smokes. B-Block. That's the separate women's quarters. Jesus, man. I know, when we do get to eat, the food sucks, but just don't get caught. Did you hear about Patrick? He got transferred to the Portugal workplace. Big-ass factory. They took him to the station this morning. He's probably in the Dutch countryside by now. There's a lot of supervisors around today. Look, there's Stacy. Oh, shit. What's her problem with you? She came on to me, tried to convert me, and I was like, no thanks. You should have said yes. She looks like the black silk stockings and leather panties type. Derek chuckled. Man, this digging sucks. Hope we get to go home soon. Shit, supervisor's coming over. Great work, gentlemen. Your job's finished. Anything to say? Nah, I'm good, said Derek. I step forward. Ah, yeah, sir, I've got something to say. Screw you, you Nazi scum. So there you have it, friends. That was a collection of 
subscriber submitted stories and one story written by me because I had a quick story I wanted to write. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did and would like more content like this or content that is so different, it's like comparing rocket ships to Radio Shack. That's not cool. Radio Shack doesn't exist anymore. Anyway, if you would like more content like this, you can always hit that subscribe button, the bell icon next to it. And you can also follow me on social media platforms that are all listed below or support the channel through Patreon or Coffee. If you have any questions on these, you can always go to AsTheRavenDreams.com, where I have a website that lays out all my stories and places where you can follow me and everything like that. It's just a good little website for the channel. Hopefully you guys have checked it out. If not, give it a look. It's neat. I like it. So, all right. I hope you all have a fantastic week, and I hope to see you in the next video, which is most likely tomorrow, because that's how I do things. <sighs> anyway, love you guys. See you in the next video. Much love, and until then... Sleep well.